0: Amaziah was twenty and five years old when he began to reign. And he reigned twenty and nine years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jehoadan of Jerusalem. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. Notice this. But not. With a perfect heart. Now it came to pass when the kingdom was established to him that he slew his servants that had killed the king, his father. And really, I was planning on reading a bit more, but I think we'll hold off on that at this time. We're zeroing in specifically on the statement, the end of verse two, but not. With a perfect heart. Amaziah was the. Ninth ruler, the ninth ruler of the southern kingdom of Judah. It would say, we could say that Amaziah, you could also read about him in 2 Kings 14. It is a parallel passage. We could say about Amaziah from reading in the Bible about him that Amaziah was someone who had a really good start. He had a really good start. We've heard the statement before. Maybe you've heard it before. It's not always how you start that matters, but it's how you finish that matters. Now, I will say that it does matter how we start. But finishing is, I believe, what we ought to be praying about every day. God, help me to finish my course. Paul said, I finish my course with joy. Paul said that uh, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. Unfortunately, though, with King Amaziah, he may have had a good start, but he didn't finish well. He didn't finish faithful. In fact, we could even say that his finish was very miserable. It was a finish that was dishonoring to God it was anything from honoring to God he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord but not with a perfect heart he was someone we might say was involved but never truly committed his heart to the Lord he was someone, we might say, was going through the motions of Christianity. We kind of heard a little bit about that, I think, in one of the testimonies. Kind of just going through the motions. We, you know, kind of, uh, uh, we, we don't abide with God. We visit God, you know. We maybe have our Bible, and yet our, but our Bible doesn't have us. Think about that statement. We have our Bible, but our Bible doesn't have us. We read a few verses in the word of God, but it doesn't become part of us. We come to church, which I believe is right. I believe it's good. It doesn't mean that we're going to heaven because we're in church, but I believe it is honoring to God to come to church. I believe it is honoring to God to read our Bibles. I believe it is honoring to God to do things outwardly, but the Bible says about Amaziah that he would be someone we would look at and say that he did everything. One to ten, he probably did nine of ten outwardly. The problem with Amaziah, as the Bible says, was he had an imperfect heart. What does this mean? It means that Amaziah had a divided heart. A divided heart meaning that part of Amaziah wanted to do what was right and he wanted to do what God wanted him to do but unfortunately there was another part of Amaziah that had a great desire to do what Amaziah wanted to do it was a divided heart it was said of Solomon that he wanted his son to give him his heart we find in 2 Chronicles 25, because Amaziah had a divided heart, we find that several byproducts come from that. It is my prayer as we take a few minutes to look through this that we recognize that if we're not careful, it can be found in my life. And it can be found in your life as well that while we might come and and I mean... Praise God that you're willing to come and sit outside for church. I mean, to God be the glory. We might come in the evening meeting tonight, and we might come in the Wednesday meeting at 7 o'clock, and we might might even open our Bibles every morning, and I hope you do. But uh, is our heart divided? Are we just going through the motions of the Christian life? because it says that he did that which was right but something was wrong in the inside something was wrong where no one could see but God and i would hope today that if there's something wrong on your inside that you would allow god's spirit to show you and point exactly what it is i'm i'm not here to be god's spirit i'm here to be simply a voice I'm also well aware in my own life that if I'm not careful, my Christianity simply becomes doing this, doing this, doing this, doing this, doing this, and doing this. But nothing from the inside is what God wants it to be. So let's look quickly at our text this morning in chapter 25. Number one, we said Amaziah was a man who had a divided heart. So, number one, we find the byproduct of a divided heart is, number one, inconsistent obedience. Inconsistent obedience. The Bible says he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a perfect heart. Not with a perfect heart. Inconsistent obedience. The Bible says to obey is better than sacrifice. A song that we sing in Sunday school is obedience is the very best way to show that we believe. The Bible says in Ephesians 6 and verse 1. Would you turn over there with me? Please, Ephesians 6 and verse 1. The byproduct of a divided heart is inconsistent obedience. Obedience. We read in in Ephesians 6 and verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Skip down to verse 5, please. Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling. You might want to mark this next statement. See what it says? In singleness. Singleness. Meaning, if it's a singleness, it's not divided, right? In singleness of heart. As unto who? As unto Christ. Not with eye service as men pleasers. Follow the context. Paul is saying here: this is the spirit of our obedience. The spirit of our obedience is not so that men will look at us and say, "Well, hey, look at Ben, or look at this person, or look at look at me, look, look at them." Wow, that's you know Billy Bible over there. That's not why we're to obey. That's not why we're to follow Christ, as the kids learned this week. That's not why uh, we're to read our Bible. That's not why we should be in church. That's not why we should follow the principles of the word of God. The Bible says here, not with eye service as men pleasers. You know, I've got to obey so that I can please my parents. Yes, there is something to that. We do want to honor our parents. We do want to honor them. We do want to honor our authority. But ultimately, ultimately, the Bible says here that we are to do these things as the servants of Christ. Notice what he says at the end of verse 6. Doing the will of God from the what? Are you there? 6-6. Doing the will of God from the heart that's the difference in doing the will of God because I have to no I don't do the will of God because I have to a singleness of heart says I do the will of God because I want to and as we allow this book to change us and as we allow his spirit to change us our obedience will not be only when we feel like it our obedience will be consistent because there's a singleness of heart. We see that in Amaziah's life. There was an inconsistent obedience. Secondly, as we go back to our text, let's look it down at verse number six. The Bible says that Amaziah hired 100,000 mighty men of valor out of Israel. Notice for an 100 talents of silver. There's a lot more that we could say, but time will not allow us. But there is a battle that is about to take place. We'll touch on it a little bit more nextly. And Amaziah gets the idea, okay, you know what? My army's not big enough. My army's not strong enough. So I'm going to pay some soldiers to serve in our army. The second thing that we see that comes from a divided heart, number two, is improper preparations improper preparations. In other words, Amaziah is thinking if I can get enough money, if I can get enough uh, material things, then money will buy me this army. Money will buy me the soldiers to defeat the army. And so just using that as an example and we find that that wasn't what God had. How do we know this wasn't what God had? Look at the very next verse, verse 7. But there came a man of God to him. The the man of God, again, is unnamed and says, O king, let not the army of Israel go with thee. This wasn't God's plan. This wasn't God's order. This was Amaziah's plan. You know, I don't want my plans to take place in my life. I want God's will to be done in my life. I don't want my plans to take place for Anchor Baptist Church. It's not my church. This is the Lord's church. And I'm so thankful that God has brought us where he's brought us today. And we're, we're, we're waiting and longing for the miraculous working of God in each of our lives. And the man of God says, for the Lord is not with Israel. Verse six, verse seven. To wit with all the children of Ephraim. But if thou wilt go, do it. Be strong for the battle. Notice. Notice. God shall make thee fall before the enemy. For God hath power to what? Help, and God hath power to cast down. This was not the preparations that needed to be made. And I'm thinking about having a singleness of heart. And I'm I'm thinking, I'm, I'm meditating on these verses in recent days. And even right now, thinking about how we can prepare. The greatest preparation we have isn't necessarily the finances we have. And the greatest preparation we have as a church isn't the building that we're obviously not in right now. The greatest preparation we have is that we seek the God of heaven who said here through the man of God, God has power to help. God has power to help. God has power to cast down. What victory do you need in your life? What, what strength do you need in your life? God has the power. God has the ability. Sometimes God uses an unnamed man of God. Sometimes God uses an unnamed person in our life. In this case, God brings this unnamed man of God to Amaziah. And he says, you don't need those soldiers. Tell them to go home. The God of heaven. He'll take care of you. The God of heaven, he'll provide for you. When there's a divided heart, there's inconsistent obedience. When there's a a divided heart, there's improper preparation. But number three, we find one, we find uh, two more. But number three, look down at verse 14. God gives them the victory, by the way. But look what happens in verse 14. This is absolutely incredible. And that's part of the third thing. Now it came to pass after that Amaziah was come from the slaughter of the Edomites, that he Amaziah brought the gods. Notice that small g brought the gods of the of the excuse me of the children of Seir and set them up. Can you believe what we're reading? We just read in verse 2 that Amaziah did everything right in the sight of God. But not with a perfect heart. Twelve verses later, God gives them the victory. God provides exactly what they needed as God said he would through the man of God. Instead of worshiping the one true God of heaven, Amaziah gets a foolish idea, doesn't he? That's what this is. This is number three. This is incredible foolishness. That he takes the gods of the children, he takes the gods of the people that they just defeated. Think of this the gods that could not keep the one true God from bringing victory. Amaziah, the king of Judah, takes those gods, and notice what it says in verse number 14, and he sets them up to be his gods. What in the world? This is crazy. He must have bonked his head. No, he didn't bonk his head. It's because he had a divided heart. It's because he didn't have a perfect heart. And the Bible says in verse 14, not only did he set them up, but it goes on further. And he says, it says, and bowed down himself before them. Picture this. Picture this, this is just, this is unbelievable. The king of Judah, God just gave him victory. And the same people that God gave him victory over, he gathers up all of their, their, uh, their, uh, their gods and he brings them back and he sets them up and he bows down to them and he worships them and he burns incense to them. The false gods that just were defeated. The false nation that was just defeated. And yet Amaziah, because he had a divided heart makes an incredible, foolish decision. And I've looked at that and I thought, what does this mean for me? I could sit here, I could sit there all day and stare at that verse and think, man, Amaziah, what are you doing? But, you know, we don't read the Bible simply to say, Amaziah, what are you doing? We read the Bible because we know that it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction. And I look at this verse and I say, God, what are you trying to instruct me? How are you trying to instruct me? Well, I know I don't want to have a divided heart. I want to have a singleness of heart. I don't want my obedience to be based on circumstances. I want my obedience to be faithful. And I don't want to prepare how I think I should prepare. I want to prepare as God wants me to prepare. But notice how quickly we can go from worshiping God to worshiping anything but God. Could it be that we're in church today, but we have a false God in our life? Could it be that we would actually leave here and leave this property? And before we get home or when we get home, there is something in our life, something in my life, something in our lives that we are worshiping. In a greater way. Or on comparison, in a a comparable way, with the one true God? Could it be that while we don't have a statue, I I was out delivering some gospel tracts yesterday. Praise the Lord for freedom to be able to do that still. And of course, several of the homes had this big round guy sitting on their porch. Well, you say, I don't have the big round guy sitting on my porch. Don't point at anybody, all right? But wait a minute. Do we have anything in our life? Do I have anything in my life that... God's given me the victory, and God saved me. Think about this. God gave him the victory. God's given me the victory. God's given me his word. God's given me his spirit. I mean, to sit in his chair a moment ago and listen to these young people who were not only speaking for themselves, they were speaking for their contemporaries and their peers, and they were saying, this is what God did in my life, and this is how God spoke to me. And I mean, I couldn't help but wipe the tears from my eyes in listening to their testimony. Folks, God has given us so many things to enjoy. And to and to and to have a part in, and yet I wonder, c- could we this morning be like Amaziah, that after we have been given this, or we've been given the victory, that we still have some gods that we're bowing down to? Oh, they may not be made of wood. But what is there in your life today that needs to be surrendered? This has become a God in my life. It could be a job. It could be a career. It could be a friend. It could be a, 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 a kind of a, 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 a kind of music that isn't honoring to God. It could be entertainment that is not honoring to God. Whoa, there it goes. God is speaking. God is speaking. I think it's okay. It's tied down. It's not going far. If not, I'll grab a hold of it. improper preparations incredible foolishness let's look at one more before we uh, sail out of here look at verse 19 actually let's let's read verse 18 and Joash king of Israel sent to Amaziah king of Judah saying the thistle that was in Lebanon sent to the cedar that was in Lebanon do you understand what that's saying there Anybody ever seen like cedar trees? They're pretty big, aren't they? Yeah. Pretty big. A thistle is kind of like just a little sliver, a little twig, if you will. The thistle that was in Lebanon sent to the cedar that was in Lebanon saying, Give thy daughter to my son, to wife. And there passed by a wild beast that was in Lebanon. And trode down the thistle. Look at verse 19. This is Joash sending a letter to Amaziah. Thou sayest, lo, thou hast smitten the Edomites. You've won a battle. Notice what he says. And thine heart... Lifteth thee up, <laughs> on cue, to boast. Abide now at home. Why shouldest thou meddle to thine hurt? That thou shouldst fall, even thou and Judah with thee. But Amaziah, notice. But Amaziah. Yeah, go ahead, brother. You want to hold on to it? Go ahead. I don't want to miss this last point. I know this is a bit of a distraction. It's a lot of a distraction, but don't, don't, don't leave yet. Don't leave. Stay with me right here. But Amaziah, thank you. Notice, would not what? Look at your Bibles, please. Don't look at me. Look at your Bibles, please. Second Chronicles 26, 20. But Amaziah would not hear. God was sending a message by the way if you read down through it judgment comes we don't have time for it but number four number four when we have a divided heart the fourth byproduct of it is impulsive self-confidence impulsive self-confidence The king says, thine heart hath lifted thee up to boast. You think you're somebody special. You think you're something. But Amaziah would not hear. Why would Amaziah not hear? Because Amaziah did not have a perfect heart. Amaziah was someone who crossed the the religious T and dotted the religious I but when it come, when it came to his heart, his heart was divided. He wasn't living in singleness of heart. And so many things come from that. Oh, it may not come right away. I mean, even in all of that, we see God's mercy. God gave him a victory. I mean, that just baffles me, doesn't it? But no, it doesn't really baffle me because I know even in my own life, God has given me things that I have no credit at all in them in fact I can't even believe he blesses sometimes in spite of me in spite of us may God help you may God help me to not have a divided heart Matthew 6 the Bible says but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you Amaziah was someone who looked pretty good But because of a divided heart. His life ended. His life ended. In destruction. And by the way, his life ended bringing shame. Instead of glory. To the name of God. May God help us. Along with these testimonies that we heard. Along with the scripture that we've read and. Tried to apply just briefly this morning. May God help us. Not just to do it out of duty. But to do it out of delight. Not so that everybody can see us. With singleness of heart. As unto